welcome to the Worship Leader Probs Podcast with your hosts Jeremy and Brian, aka Mr. Probs, aka Big Tasty. Look, serving in worship and production can be one of the most rewarding experiences, but it can also feel like. I'm a worship pastor, and I'm a production pastor, and these are our problems. Welcome to episode 78 of the Worship Leader Props podcast, where we aim to encourage, entertain, and equip worship and tech leaders all over the world, sponsored by Planning Center Online. What's up, Big Tasty and Scott? What is up? <laughs> hey, this is we've been majoring on the entertain so far for 14 oh, yeah, minutes. We've been, we've, been, the we've been laughing with the people in the Facebook chat. So it's been fantastic. Yes. Yeah. COVID has finally well, started chewing on our brains. <laughs> too much quarantine. So, hey, Brian, before we uh, go off on an inevitable rabbit trail, because that is going to happen a lot today. Why don't you tell the faithful listeners and viewers a little bit about Planning Center Online? So we we all love Planning Center. Most of us use the services app because it is debased. Right. So Planning Center also has a free app for your congregation. If you use certain Planning Center applications, you can give the people in your church access to an app where they can connect to the life of your church by checking in their families giving, joining groups, managing their personal profile information, registering for events. It's awesome. It's a game changer. Learn more at planning.center slash church dash center. Dude, you got to be using it. And they got a new thing I just saw, BT. Um, if you use the check-ins app for like your children's ministry or anything like that, um, they actually now do free emergency texting. They're the, they're the best, right? Oh, dude. Answering the call. They're doing it and doing it and doing it well. My dudes, it is so good to be with the three of you. What's going on? How's life? You know, locked in. Locked in the house. <laughs> yep. Are you guys pretty locked yep. in? Like, I, I, know, I know, Brian, you're, you're able to go to church like, what, once a week? Once so? a week like, is when I'm going. What about yeah. you, Scott? Are you completely home? or? Yeah, we shifted all of our staff when all this broke. We shifted everybody remote. Um, so uh, our production and worship guys are in more than <clears throat> more than anybody else. I'm in once a week doing, uh, uh, you know, doing the recording and stuff. But our governor, Brian and I are both in Indiana, so our governor just made huge rollout yesterday of like, here's a, a five-stage plan. Super interesting the way that it, it all came down because he said uh, on May, is it May 8th, I think, uh, yep. that churches can open. Um, but he was like, hey, churches can open. And I think he's saying that because you can't infringe on on religious liberties, church, church is open, yeah, but yeah. I really prefer that you stay online. And then if you're going looking at the CDC stuff, like, man, it's, so we're having big, I asked our staff, like, let's digest it this weekend, and then we're going to have big meetings uh, coming up. So, you know, by the time this airs, we will have made some kind of announcement, but I think there are folks who are like, we're back to church on May 8th. And I'm like, mm, yeah, not yeah, quite. It's like, we appreciate the enthusiasm. Easy. Thank right. you for the enthusiasm, right. but probably not. So, Brian and I were talking a little bit last week, and Scott, I'd love to hear, like, in your church and stuff, like, what are you guys trying to do to stay creative during this time? Have you guys kind of landed on a formula, and you're just kind of running this thing each week? Do you feel like people are tired of watching sort of the same thing? Um, I know, like, one of the things we've started is we're um, yeah, we're starting to do almost like a TV station, and so every other day there's a it's a it'll there's a show that will be weekly um, as we continue to move forward. So like Monday nights, we do this thing called side stage and it's like all of our worship leaders in a real informal setting on the stage, telling songs about or telling stories about the songs they write very similar to the Thursday night at the experience conference where they do the yeah. kind of artist circle thing. So that every Monday night we do that. Then every Wednesday night is uh, I believe it's called under the hood. And so we've gone to one of our local mechanic shops and he'll teach light car maintenance to somebody while talking about Bible stories the whole time. Um, and then we do front porch in it with our senior pastor. And it's literally just Sim sitting on his front porch talking with different people from the church. And then uh, Sunday nights we do Cooking with Miles. And it's a cooking show where Miles has some of the youth over and he makes them a meal. And then they'll kind of teach Bible stories at the same time in it. So that's kind of what we're doing to try to stay as much in front of the people as possible and stay active and trying to grow the kingdom. What about you guys? What are you guys doing at uh, MCC? 
Um, well, I thought we were doing okay. Then I just heard everything that you're doing, and I feel like we're. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go color my coloring book. Yes, <clears throat> this is me after hearing. <laughs> uh, you know, we trans like everybody else. We we did a huge transition online with all of our student ministries and children's ministries and and all that, and so. Um, everything, you know, is going to Zoom. And I think now people are talking about Zoom fatigue and, you know, I'm just watching all this mm-hmm. stuff all the time. And so uh, some of the more creative things we've done, first of all, I'll say this, um, people are like, we're going to do this because um, it works. Like you don't know if it's going to work or not. So you have to try That's it. Right. So we talk with our team all the time, uh, you know, fail fast and, you know, failure is not failure, uh, not attempting something is, is failing. And so our team knows oh, if we do good. something mm-hmm. and I even, I'm not crazy about it, it's still okay, which has happened in the past few weeks. Um, but some creative stuff like on our, our, our youth, uh, our youth department, they've been doing uh, their Zoom meetings. They just did a Zoom prom, which I, I know several people have done that, but they've even brought special guests in uh, like Dave Fry from Sidewalk Profits is, uh, nice. uh, he was one of my old youth group kids and is connected with our church. So they brought Dave in just as a special time, brought John Mo- Michael Hinton, a magician in for a special. And there's a, there's just a lot of opportunity to, to, to drop in some, some special stuff like that. When it comes to the Sunday service, I feel like we're just now getting it dialed in and now it's going to be time to talk about relaunch. But we started out and we're like, okay, let's, we want to go living room to living room. So let's do living room set like everybody did. Um, and we're like, let's put some people uh, on stage on the couches in the living room that helped enhance worship. Um, and when we did that, uh, it was like, wah, 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 wah. it just like it just didn't seem to work. And so um, we uh, we kind of dialed that back, you know, a, a little bit. Went live, live, live all the time with um, the stuff that I was. We were doing, they were doing live, I was doing live. Then we went to some broadcast stuff. Last week, we came off of the living room set and swung into super, super high production and really um, swung the pendulum too far in terms of like, we're watching this. And it's like, some people, I was like, talk to me. And they were like, it was excellent, which is our core value of ours. But we also have to label that or lay that against effectiveness, which is another core value. So it was excellent, but I thought it wasn't, as effective as it could be because people felt like they were watching a music video production quality, Mm -hmm. you know, off the, just off the charts. So we're dialing that back in with then, um, uh, me preaching in a more of kind of just a side room pub table kind of deal. Uh, so I think we're kind of getting that, getting that dialed, dialed in. Um, and so we may lay there for a little bit, but I definitely feel to answer your question on, are people getting tired? I felt myself after three or four weeks of being in a living room with a couple acoustic guitars, even with some, um, uh, stems, I was finding myself getting a little bit tired of that. And I'm like, yeah, it's not really entertainment. It's all that, but like, it's a new frontier and we're trying to, to figure it all out. So that's, that's been kind of our experience and we'll probably just, just keep, uh, keep, keep doing the same thing. You know, it's been really interesting to us as we look at what, you know, the reach, like every church, the reach is so much greater than the physical people in the church right now. Mm-hmm. And the different yeah. platforms have been quite astounding to us. We just ran stats. We're on a local NBC station here, and that was just a recent development. 25% of our viewers are now coming from there, and only uh, less than 16% of our viewers are coming from Facebook Live, which is astounding to me. I figured most of them wow, would be coming wow. through Facebook Live, but they're rolling through either our website or through we're on like Roku and Apple TV and some different platforms. So just wow. I think we're wow. all just trying to figure it out as it goes along. And so my encouragement is like you don't know if it's going to work or not. So you just have to try yeah. it and then you have to evaluate it and then just say that didn't work. This did, but we learned this. And so let's move. Let's move here. It's similar to how I cook noodles. Like, and it's funny, but like, how do you know if a noodle's done? Throw up against the wall. Throw it against the wall. Save sticks. Yeah. That's exactly there it. You go. Like and legit, I I do have a cabinet and I'll throw it up there. Like it's what I do. And so like it's that's kind of the situation we're in right now. You do something like when we when we first threw out the side stage idea, we're like, well, let's just see what happens. I honestly like I I, I had to swallow my pride on this one. I was like, I don't know a bunch of people are going to watch. And then we had like thousands of views to it. Mm. Like yeah. and it was just like oh, okay, I guess maybe we're onto something here. You know, and, and our Queen with Miles thing. It was like, okay, sounds like a great idea. Let's see who watches. 
there's probably more adults watching than the students right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's awesome. So yeah, it's just kind of like, try it. If it don't work, do something else. You know yeah, what I mean? Huge value in just the, I've done a lot of like, no more than three minute little devotional video stuff or whatever that's like, and those have, have gotten great traction because I think people are like, I just need a little punch, a little booster in the, uh, during the week to offer some hope stuff. But Brian, what are you guys learning? Um, well, our pastor has been doing a 40 days of prayer, like devotional Facebook lives every day where he does a devotional, mm. <clears throat> excuse me. And I think one of the things that we're, we're forcing ourselves to learn is to really uh, get out of the rut, right? So don't be afraid to change things like you were saying earlier, throw it to the wall and see if it sticks. And so we are, uh, we've been mixing it up quite a bit, mixing up our the makeup of our team, uh, where our team is recording. So right now we've moved from our worship center into our chapel and there's like no microphones uh, no individual microphones. We're just using some like ambient in the room microphones and super casual. Um, I think we're going to go to a uh, one of our impact sites, one of our campuses uh, and record um, after Mother's Day. And so, yeah, you know, just trying to uh, just trying to, to keep it mixed up. I think we're wrestling a little bit with because like everybody, you know, our numbers, the numbers of views have gone way up. Oh, yeah. But what is happening with engagement, mm, you know, right. and we're kind of wrestling with the difference in that. And how do we, <clears throat> how do we engage people? Um, so they're not just watching. And, and that's a, that's a, that's a challenge because, you know, all of us, myself, we're so numbers oriented, like, oh, we had, you know, this many views or whatever. It was a great week. And then you're like, okay, but how many people did we engage? So we're working on that and wrestling with that as a staff. Have you figured out how to how to measure engagement? Man, it's so it's so hard. Yeah, I, I'm it's, still, it's wrestling, so hard, I'm still yeah. wrestling with what engagement looks like. It's challenge, I mean, man. Is it comments? You know what I mean? Like, do you look at a at a service and go, okay, we had 300 comments? That's you know, like, but if you had you know, if your peak engagement was 650 and you get three comments, are you only engaging 50%? But if it's the same people commenting over and like, I'm, it's the online world. Like, I don't even know, like the other part of it too. Like when you're counting your online views, are you using any multipliers or anything? Because like, just because one view is, it's highly likely that's more than one person watching. Yeah. So I was talking with uh, Dan Smith from Willow Creek. And so they've, chatted with a bunch of the biggest mega churches in the country and accepted multipliers like 1.4. So take like your <clears throat> unique viewers, which would be counting like a single IP address over and over. And then multiplying that by 1.4 kind of helps kind of give you an idea more of like roughly how many people are watching. Mm, mm, mm. So we're going to try a new thing this week to see if it works. We're going to like at the end of the service, uh, we're going to throw out a zoom link and if anybody wants to come on, who's new, We'll have a host that's going to be sitting in the Zoom link that could answer any questions about the church, or well, that host is me. So, are you are you in. guys right now doing? Do you do live chat hosts when you're broadcasting? Uh, so we do. Uh, basically, all uh, we've asked our whole staff to be involved, and yeah. so we our, our two platforms are our website and Facebook Live, mm-hmm. and so we kind of we'll go split between the two, and we just we're all very active in the comments section. Yeah, mm-hmm. Brian, you're doing the same so, thing. With chat hosts. We are. Yeah. 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 We're it's actually same, launching. Go ahead. It's the same person every week. Like, so the Facebook is the oh, same okay. person and the, the online, uh, the website is the same person too. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually launching a, a new service or another service uh, on Sunday. We're going to do a Sunday night service, just a, a rebroadcast with chat host, <clears throat> just to see nice. how that goes. Nice. And then like, like we're going to talk about in the coaching uh, coming up, you know, how, how what's going to stay that we're doing right now as we, as we get back into. We've been doing that. Yeah. We've been doing that for a while at my church. Like, well, we have two live services at nine and 1030. And then at five o'clock we do another online and just got hosts on it. And it's a recording of the morning. And we've been doing that for at least months. As long as I've been at TCP. I've seen a lot of churches using the, the terminology on demand. Like you can worship with us at these times, which were their normals or on demand 
at this location, you know, they go to the website or whatever. And man, for I, I've he- heard that a lot, like for people with small kids or, or whatever, um, it could be challenging, you know, to keep them corralled. <laughs> What's harder, keeping me corralled or keeping everybody else corralled? <laughs> It's like herding cats some days. It's probably 50-50. <laughs> Depends on the so, day. Here's the thing. So I know I know of a couple churches, like, yeah, we are starting to talk relaunch, but there's so much saying that this COVID stuff could come back around in the fall. So are you guys putting policies and procedures in place so that, like, I, I think the way, um, I think it's Family Church down in West Palm, they were talking about, like, they're creating a structure that is when we can meet in person and then there's a whole new structure they can flip to if social distancing and stuff comes back into play with a new org chart and new everything like here's how everybody job switch Boop. so they can just flip back and forth depending on what season we're in smart yeah the it's way smart. the way the governor rolled it out uh, yesterday in indiana with the different stages there's still every stage through uh so if things continue to the downward trend which we don't know if they will then july 4th we should be like like restrictions should be off but it's still his wording is still with social distancing and that's what the church really has to decide what's that gonna look like you know doing communion passing the plate like the here's the problem is that the church is anti-social distancing like that's what the church is is. we come in and we hug each other we in in our our place we have you know our during our worship time people are coming up and they're getting communion they are going to the altars and praying they're praying in groups you know it's it's so it's reframing just everything my wife and i were having a conversation yesterday and she's like well when we come back maybe we're just not gonna be able to have some altar time and i'm like oh man that's like tough, you talk yeah, about culture that's the culture of our church you know so what does it look like and then you're sitting in some of the suggestions were put rows between people you know and like that it's it's it, it just everything is being reframed and so i don't know it's the for us it's the uh, uh what procedures are going to be in place when we open and what's and it's not going to mm. it's just i mean early on i had hoped like it's we're just going to flip a switch and everything's going to go back to the way it was and that's that's not going to happen anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime yeah. Yep. And and fam, yeah. if you're registered for coaching, this is week yeah. one essentially. What's it going? What are we thinking about? What's it going to look like? Um, relaunch. So if you haven't signed up, don't, okay, make, don't, don't make me come why, down why, there. Why don't we take a second? So let's talk a little bit about. <clears throat> so we back about two months ago launched our coaching network. And uh, with the COVID stuff hit, like, the next day after we launched it, we kind of dropped back. We prayed about it. And we were like, hey, let's – you guys know. We want to entertain, encourage, and equip you guys. That is what God has called yep. WLP. That, that's our whole everything. And so how do we still do that in this time? And so uh, we got to chatting, and uh, we talked, and we're like, hey, let's just, let's just offer it for free. Yep. So, guys, why don't we talk a little bit about what the coaching network kind of is, is morphing into – um, how they can join and sign up, and uh, we can even you know kind of share. We had to add some new coaches as the numbers keep growing. We got more coaches that are on the sidelines waiting to be brought in. So uh, let's just chat a little bit about coaching. In the silence, like we don't what? What are you talking about? Uh, so yeah, I'll I'll talk about it, and then Brian just uh, fill in all, all the gaps, right? So. Um, as in ministry, we have problems, you know, that's why worship leader problems is, you know, such a hit because we're like, Oh yeah, you guys have problems too. Uh, but we think that all the problems really focus around a few different, uh, maybe larger problems. And that is number one, our connection to Jesus is not as deep as it should be. Uh, number two, uh, our, our community, that is uh, our connection with like-minded people who are in the mm-hmm. trenches as well is not very deep. And third is we need some help in our craft. So community, I'm sorry, connection, community, and craft is all around, it's all around that. So how's that going to work is that that once a month, we're going to gather on Zoom and we'll take a deep dive into one topic. Uh, This first topic is re-entry. What are we thinking about for re-entry? So Jeremy's talking about uh, what is it, and we talk, actually, we're going to, 
talk about it there that we're not talking about re-entry we're talking about relaunch because we're relaunching mm-hmm. our churches so mm-hmm. what does it look like to relaunch we're production to do what does it look like to relaunch in worship brian's going to talk to us about that uh, what does it look like to to do production that's jeremy and then i'll talk about what does it look like to relaunch in terms of pastorally leadership and then even even self-care so once a month we're going to be together in a large group format uh, call and in that call will be our wlp certified coaches that will be hanging out uh, seven certified coaches right now, and that number will continue to grow as our students continue to grow. We've got almost 100 students right now, and we're going to put you in um, in groups of seven to ten. So we want to keep those small groups tight because you're going to have another monthly meeting with your small group coach, and he's just going to navigate uh, some deeper discussion in the topic that we've talked about in large group. At the same time, that's the place where you can ask questions and network, and that's really, I think, where most of the magic is going to happen. Um, the three of us us are lifelong, very good friends because of a, of a similar deal when we started working together on the experience conference. And uh, what's going to yeah. come out of it is just a ton, a ton of encouragement. So you're going to be encouraged and even have some tools to help you deepen your relationship with Jesus. Your connection with each other is going to be super deep. And along the way, you're going to, you're going to, we're all going to get better at, at our craft. And what we know is, is, is when we as leaders get, get better, everybody around us gets better. And so uh, that's kicking in for, we've just said the registration fee is super low anyway, but like everybody's budgets are locked down during COVID. So this is more important. So let's just do this. And then once we get through it, we'll, uh, we'll reevaluate all the stuff. But for right now, man, jump in and be a part of it, spread the, spread the word and, and uh, we'll do it. Yeah, and yeah, if you haven't registered awesome. yet, worshipleaderprobs.com slash coaching. Get in there and sign up. And I just want to say, we, we've been planning and praying towards this coaching network for a really long time, many, many months. And um, I'm really proud of our team for the pivot that we have made to say, you know what, let's just shelve the subscription thing. And we're going to talk about the, the all the stuff that we're dealing with right now. Um, right. And so join us this Tuesday, the day this podcast releases, May the 5th. Yeah. And if you're listening on a replay, uh, it's not too late. You can jump in at any time. Uh, and I'll tell you that, man, our coaches are <clears throat> top shelf. Uh, we we uh, brought coaches on who are proficient in their craft. They're actually excellent in their craft uh, that are have great depth spiritually, but also can connect with other people. And so, man, if, you're feel, if you feel alone in ministry and like you just need some... Um, you just need some connection to help take it to uh, another level. And man, you have nothing to lose, man. Let's go. Yeah. And it's a wide variety of church sizes that are represented. You know, certainly some of the most dynamic churches in the in the country. Uh, we've got international, we've got an international coach from Canada who ha- brings in a ex- whole other different experience uh, with uh, church size and all. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And maple syrup. And maple syrup. <laughs> If you hey, if you want to get involved in the Worship Leader Probs Coaching Network, very simple. Go to www.worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the coaching tab, and you can fill out the form. I'm not asking for your credit card. Like you're just this is this is legit. Like this this is no strings attached. Like this is just gratis. For free. So, all right, big tasty. It's about that time. You ready to jump into our first segment on the podcast that we like to call? Prayer concerns. That did not work the way I hoped it would. Do you actually hear it? Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> Stay classy, Jerry. Bird. Oh, I know why I did it. I was going to have the music playing in the background for the first time ever, have live music mm-hmm. on the Worship Leader Prowls podcast, but it did not work. Well, I'll have to edit all that out. <laughs> Remember we talked about earlier? You got to throw the spaghetti up against the wall. See if it sticks. That did not stick. <laughs> stick. So, all right. Well, prayer concerns on the Worship Leader Pro- Podcast are very simple. Um, basically, each and every one of us have a connection card, a welcome card. I don't know what you call it in your context at your church. Uh, but on all of them, we've always got, how can we be praying for you? But people like to take that little segment of our cards and put all the things that we're doing wrong in the church. Why we shouldn't wear clothes the way that we are, why it's too loud, and all the things that um, that we are doing wrong. And so we like to read those here on the Worship Leader Prowls podcast because uh, we feel like it makes the world feel a little bit smaller when you hear that this guy at this church down the road is actually going through the exact same thing that you are. And so Big Tasty, what do we got this week? 
Yeah, man. And keep sending them in. You guys are the writers of this segment of the podcast. Is, yeah. <laughs> Number okay, one. Hold on. hold on. Before you get started, does yeah. this work now? Still don't hear it? Still don't hear it. That is, that is All right. We'll see. All right. Number one, I got a connection card on a Monday morning that said, why do you have to praise the Lord like that? I find it very distracting. I had uh, raised my hands above <laughs> my head to praise the Lord one time. <laughs> Dude, I will say growing up as a kid, mm. hand raising was not a thing in the church that I went to. Mm. Yeah. I was, I had been, I been going to church since probably 1991 and I bet the first time I raised my hands in worship was 2007. Mm-hmm. So what if somebody so, would have raised, uh, raised their hands in your worship service, Jeremy? Oh, I think everybody had been like, oh, okay, somebody needs an exorcism. <laughs> They're crazy. <laughs> They're crazy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Heard that. Did you hear that? Heard that okay, one. Hold, yep. on. hold on. Here we go. I think, I think I may have figured it out. Hold on. Here we go. Let's see. Nothing? Can kind of hear, hear it. it. Yep. Yep. Do you hear it now? Yep. Yep. Figure it out. Figure it out. No, your voice Take is all jacked Gourley. up. Take that, Dan Gorley. Well, yeah, that would make sense. Okay. How's that? Do Brian and I need some... to just tech this whole thing? Do we just need to tech? You're going to have some <laughs> editing to do this week. <laughs> no, 100%. I'm very excited about it. Don't worry about it. All right. Number all two. Right, prayer concern number two. I got a connection card that said it was misogynistic of the male worship leader, and male worship leader is in quotes for some reason, uh, for not letting the two girls I had singing lead any songs. Oh. The oh. male worship leader. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Number three, prayer concern number three. Your music is way too folk sounding for my liking. (laughs) It's folk sounding. Yeah. All right. Number four. I once had someone say, we missed y'all when you were gone, but boy, the worship service was actually anointed this time. (laughs) Have you ever gotten that, Brian? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, you were gone. Uh, You should do that more often. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like in jest or were people like being like legit? Uh, I don't know. I, you know, (laughs) that's probably, those are the kinds of comments that led to the genesis of worship leader props. This is very true. I got that last week. I had a a guy like, I mean, I really like when that other guy, you know, he preaches because he's young, you know, and you know, because he's young. And I'm like, so three times. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I'm not young. You're a jerk. Yep. I didn't say you're a jerk. <laughs> Throat punch. <laughs> Yo, backhanded All right, com- number five. Man. That's right. That's right. Number five. Last one. Bottom of the pudding cup. Last week, one of the child care directors at our church came up to me and said, it looks like you are eating the microphone when you sing. <laughs> well, that's what. I mean, we sometimes, though, that, that's kind of perfect. Like, sometimes I've told people, like, can you please eat the mic? Like, <laughs> you, you are not Mariah Carey. I don't need you going, ah, ah, like, I eat it. Up here and sing on this thing. Just eat so. it. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for sending in your prayer concerns to the Worship Leader Problems podcast. If you'd like to read, if you'd like us to read your concern here on the podcast, simply go to worshipleaderprobs.com. Click on the prayer concerns tab, and we got a little form you can fill out. We don't ask for your name. We don't ask for your church's name. It is completely anonymous. Well, guys, we are really excited for us to uh, get into this interview with Brian and Katie Torwalt. We've had this one sitting on the shelf for a little while. They are funny as mm-hmm. as, as can be. <laughs> Brian and I, we didn't know what to expect going into this one, but they were, like, so personable Fantastic. and so funny. And it's just fun watching those two interact with each other. So we hope you enjoy part one with Brian and Katie Torwalt. All right. Well, the Worship Leader Pros podcast. So incredibly excited to have Brian and Katie Torwalt here on with us. And so, um, yeah, it's just been, we, you've been one of the, 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 the couples. We've been super hyped about getting on. And so uh, when you guys said yes, we were, we were really excited. Um, I was just, uh, we were just kind of praying beforehand. And it's just like, like there's, sometimes you can tell a difference. Like there's talented people and there's like anointed people, right? Like yeah. you look at uh, uh, Cody Carnes and Carrie Joe, and it's like, 
it's the perfect con- like of coming together of talent and anointing. Yeah. And I just see that on you guys too. I've seen mm. you guys mm. live like five or six different times. Yeah. And oh, there's wow. just some, like it's not like you yes, you guys are fantastically talented, but there's just like something else there that's like unexplainable that you can just sense in your spirit. And so, man, thank you so much in a, I know a busy season for taking some time to come on with us. Thank oh, you for thanks, having yeah, us. Thanks we, so much for having us. We're big fans of you guys and we're excited to do this with you guys today. Oh, awesome. thanks man. So, I have to um, say, I feel like oh. every morning, I feel like I know you because Defender, <laughs> my oh. wife pl- puts it on, no, cranks it to 11, and Defender is like echoing through our house. Oh, my oh God. So thank That's you cool. for that. Man. You can thank Rita Springer and all yeah. my other friends that wrote it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that song means so much to me, too. So. Well, and the way you interpret it is just amazing you. So you only you only know me like a little bit like background voice level huh? <laughs> he has a mean background vocal, <laughs> when i remember you and mccarney dancing all over the stage when we saw jesus culture in fort wayne that was awesome they had too much fun we had too much fun it was that's what happened probably inappropriate <laughs> Between those two dancing and Jeffrey Cundy and James Duke throwing water bottles at each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. True. You never thought you'd see the day, but no. it happened. It was real. There was there was actual good spiritual moments also on that tour. <laughs> Absolutely. But the last Absolutely. song the last song of the night, we had a lot of fun. So the fun was a different level that tour. It was so good. <laughs> So tell us a little bit right now, like, um, I've been, uh, you know, following along on Instagram and stuff. So you guys are like doing a bunch of promotional stuff. When, when's the new Jesus culture album actually coming out? Yeah. The new Jesus culture album, the, there was two early releases. So yeah, Jesus culture, we're part of the church here in Sacramento and it is like a record label and a music collective. You know, it's been however many years, I don't know, 20 years since they started doing conferences, 15 Mm -hmm. years since they started releasing music and, We've had the privilege of kind of being a part of the label and the collective for the last 10, 10 almost 10 years. Yeah. Dang, that's a long time. Wow. And wow. have a bunch of our own albums, but have popped in on a bunch of these Jesus culture albums too. It's so much fun. So the new record, um, have they said what it's called yet? I don't think so. So <laughs> we better wait. <laughs> When's this podcast coming yeah. out? When's this podcast coming out? Um, would it be in Three. a month? Okay. Oh yeah, it's going to be called Church. <laughs> <laughs> Are we allowed to do this? I just I did. Know. I just did. I dropped. I, it I, here, I, here's my promise to y'all. I will pay attention, and when I get to edit this, if uh, if it's not out yet, I will cut this part. <laughs> All right. I love it. I, you I got your back, y'all. Put a beep in. It's going to be called Church. Uh, <laughs> 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 it just <laughs> it Yeah, it's going to be called. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> so. We it comes out I think middle of April or something mm-hmm. like that. We the first gotcha. two early releases came out. We are really still re- really lucky to have Mac Brock join us with a few songs for this record. So He's cool. one so of our awesome. really close friends and one of our all time favorite worship leaders. Yeah. His voice mm-hmm. is unbelievable. It's so unique, and we're just big fans of his writing yeah. and his leading. His leading. It is yeah, so absolutely. special the way he leads. When he fires his fake spiritual gun you know it, <laughs> it goes off no but we've had we've actually led with him a ton and for different acoustic nights and then uh bigger events and stuff like that and yeah. it's always been incredible and so he uh joined us for a few songs on this record and so there's a ton of people another guy named jake itherburn who itherburn? yeah mm-hmm. he's a he's a younger guy who's a worship leader at our church um, just mm-hmm. local church, and he's an incredible artist, and he's got a Excited song in there. And, so yeah, cool. it's a good mix of songs <clears throat> and leaders, and uh, it the title really is just it's simplifying again, like what we're doing, why we're doing it, where it's coming from, where these songs are coming from. Yeah, and so and so that's what yeah. we've captured these all on Sundays at our local church, and we have oh. been doing yeah some shooting and stuff for like behind the scenes stuff and some worship together videos and awesome. um, that kind of stuff this last week. So we're really, we've spent a lot of time together this last Definitely. week, all of us. And it's been really cool. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So I got cool. to meet, I got to meet Mac cause we've, we interviewed Mac a couple months ago, but I got to meet him. I was, uh, Chris McClarney was taking me backstage and we were looking at the church and all that kind of stuff at the worship together conference. Oh, you yeah. guys were actually, you were having your set and we walked in the green oh. room and I, was, and I, I hear, 
Jeremy? And I look over and it was Mac and he had remembered. It's hard to forget the beard, I think. You know? <laughs> yeah. And so he came, and he was so nice. Like, even though he was about to go out, like he came over and he sat down. He just chatted and stuff. Oh, I and, love that. Uh, yeah. He's that was so cool. sweet. Oh, He's he a good guy. What a, Thanks what for skipping uh, our set. But, you know. You can blame that on Chris because he texted me. He was like, bro, you need to see backstage. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. No, I'm just, I'm no, just messing with was, you. It was great. That church is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. cool. No, I, I got to see you guys. Uh, I saw your set at the More Than Words conference in Bradenton this year. Or Did you Chris really? Yeah, or as oh. Chris calls it, the Fire Festival. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but we won't talk about that here. We won't talk yeah. about that here. We will skip that oh, one. We can go. I'm just going to say no comment on no that. No comment. But, we can talk about that one off. off. I will say, yeah. what I will say about it is it was so fun to lead with Chris. And it had, yeah. we were used to leading together quite a bit with Chris McCartney and we hadn't for several months. And so it was like, if anything, it was just for us to be able to have some time together and lead yeah. worship. We just, I think he's just an amazing leader. So we have a great time just being on stage with him and watching what God does through his worship. But yeah, that was beautiful too. It yeah. is. We all got to like go down to the river right. and like eat lunch or anything like that. So we nice. did it that round, but I think we've been there. We've been close to there. We've before. been close to there. Yeah. Where, nice. You said you're in Palm beach. Is that where you went? Yeah, so I'm on the East Coast. I'm on the complete oh, yeah. side. We have a wow. little, we're going to do a, actually, Katie, the two of us and Mac are going to do a little East Coast and Texas tour at the beginning of May, mm -hmm. and one of our spots is Miami. How, how far is that? Uh, it'd be about an hour and 45 minutes. Okay. Well, you're invited. You're Here's invited. Here's your formal invite Here's right now. Formal okay. invite. That's a little, <laughs> might be a little dry. That's a little bit of a drive. So, oh, it's, no. no. We'll that's, not, that's not But bad. it'll Nobody, be a nice yeah, Nobody's booking tours in Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, no. we have toured in indiana before but it's been a while yeah all right yeah. well i'm Next sorry time. not this that's time. all right it's all right i'm not sensitive about it or anything so. <laughs> <laughs> dude they were in fort wayne that's, that's i don't true. understand, we, I don't we understand. Did we fort wayne. We, we've been one fort time wayne. we did fort wayne and it looked probably awesome i don't really remember it but i think it was great <laughs> it so was awesome now a little bit of time. We <laughs> both came away from that saying, and we interviewed the boss lady, Kim Walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We told her, we both said that we think that was the best live music audio we have ever heard. Really? That's so yeah. cool. Oh Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Ellis. killed it. It sounded so, so good. good. Daniel so good. Ellis is our guy. He yeah. has been doing sound for like all the live stuff for years. I, I don't even know Which how many years. Before we so were there. Yeah. But he also yeah. did it for like all these like cool indie bands way back in the day. And he's just, oh, he, can, he just place. makes his life sound so well. He's yeah. the best of the best. Yeah. We know he's really good because Lauren Daigle took him to Europe on her little Europe for a second. Wow. We got him back. Wow. So got like, okay. wow. wow. All right. <laughs> also, I was like, hey, if you, you have permission to go, that's like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> we released him. We released him. Yeah. Brian approves. You make yeah. it. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk a little bit like um, I really want to hear kind of about your guys' journeys, like separately, like Brian, like um, kind of what is it like growing up? Did you grow up in the church, not grow up in the church? Like when did God solidify in your heart that like music is what you're going to do? Um, and, and if you wouldn't even mind too, like I would love as you're sharing your story for both of you guys, like we have a lot of young people that listen to this, whether oh, they're cool. going to be worship guys or tech guys, like maybe even talking about like how did you discern mm -hmm your calling in those moments of like, God call me specifically to this, man. I'd love to hear your wisdom in that stuff. And then even if you don't mind, even like how you guys met and came together and how God yeah. kind of brought all this. So I don't, you sure. guys can go in whatever order you want, but man, I just love yeah. to hear kind yeah. of yeah. your story. There you go first. Either one. This is what you get when you interview like a couple together. We're constantly <laughs> like, it. did you want to go or did you want me to go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you want to start? Sure, I'll start. We, yeah, I, I started, I didn't start leading worship till I was about 16. Um, loved sports growing up. I grew up in Canada and played hockey, played basketball, played everything. Um, my ongoing joke that <laughs> and we, we get this question in, Q in, in like different Q&As and all the time. And I said, well, unfortunately, God blessed me with the body of a poet instead of an athlete. And so... Inside, LeBron James. Yeah, inside, I'm LeBron James, Steph Curry, but... On the outside, more like, you know. He created you for something he else. He created you for something else. <laughs> There's another gift. Exactly. There's another gift. No, but I love sports. And so I, I really had a, a great upbringing. We went to church my whole life. And when I was a teenager, there was 
some level of like, you know, an outbreak of the spirit of God. And in my, I remember specifically my mom really got transformed. She was really, it, it really changed her and impacted her life a ton. And then kind of filtered through our whole family. And I loved worship, loved being in worship, always loved singing. A lot of my family was into music. I just, you know, wasn't a part of it until about 15, 16, started picking up the guitar, my brother's guitar, trying to make up my own songs and stuff like that. And it was this, it was actually really crazy when I was, uh, I had kind of been feeling that, that thing of like, Hey, I would be, it'd be fun to, um, lead worship maybe, but I was up there. My, my best friend was like a drummer. I was up there playing percussion, just like little 15 year old, just doing, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. Just wanted to be up there. Just wanted to be up there a part of worship and my that youth pastor yeah the early 2000s percussion. <laughs> my uh my youth pastor one day gave me his gave me a little pv guitar that he had a pv electric guitar said hey i felt like god told me to give this to you gave me a stack of chord charts and on the top it had a date like three months from the time that he gave me the guitar wow, wow. and said you're leading for our youth group which was like 15 people um, wow. on this date and if you can play the songs while you lead awesome otherwise we'll have a band to back you and it'll be you know and so i was 16 year old and it sparked something in me to be like oh i like i do want to do this and listen to all the old school delirious songs and <laughs> picked all the wrong keys just tried to <laughs> sing everything the original keys. just picked everything oh, in martin's fifth keys and i was just stretching oh, no. the yeah, whole was time no <laughs> Yeah, I was finding a space. <laughs> <Finding so. laughs> <laughs> it, it was before uh, John Mark McMillan came around, and I realized I could sing in the low. low, low. <laughs> You're like, oh wow! So, but I really, it, it really, I really loved it and felt the spirit of God. And and I, and I, I didn't really think I was going to be a worship leader long term, but I really loved worship and I loved leading worship. And I would, I would go in my room and learn those two to four chords and go back and forth and just sing and worship my guts out as a mm -hmm. 16, 17, 18 year old in my room, did tons of that. I didn't really, all the songs that I was writing back then were definitely songs for girls trying to, you know, trying to make my moves in high school. I, did, I, maybe, I maybe wrote like one worship song, but they were all, you know, it was one of those ones that it like could be to God yeah. or it could be to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, exactly. Yes. But fast forward, <laughs> fast forward years, I did some internships and we, I ended up going to Bethel School of Worship. So I think it's called Worship You Now or I don't mm -hmm. even know what's called. Yeah, Worship School. Worship you. And uh, that was in 2006 and ended up meeting Katie there we can have more discussion Yay! about that we ended up meeting <laughs> on the very last day of the of the worship school and we ended up dating long distance from the time we met to the time we got married was three years and the more oh. and it was all long distance outside of a few trips here and there that we would try and see each other as yeah. much as possible but fast forward again got married and when we got married um katie had just started on as worship pastor at a small church in fresno and we mm. we began being worship pastors together there. And that's right around the time we started writing worship songs and um, kind of felt that, you know, we, we were leading twice a week. It was a small church. We were leading every Sunday. And then these Thursday night meetings that was like really small, 15, 20 people, we felt bad scheduling other people for it. So we just <laughs> did everyone, we just do them acoustic and kind of just got to that place where we ran out of songs where we were just like you know didn't run out of songs but yeah. just felt like we we're picking the same sets over and over and mm -hmm. kind of felt that thing about writing songs for our church for to express what we felt like we were learning from the holy spirit and learning um as we were reading the bible and reading books and all this stuff and and katie actually really encouraged me i i had always kind of had this stigma or just this this feeling of like well everything's already been written, you know, that feeling as a writer where it's just like, I can open up the Psalms and every song I can just quote you uh, a song that's been written. That's we sing in church. Uh, this is a Redmond song. This is a Tomlin song. This is a, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. And so, but eventually Katie really, really 
started pushing and being like, hey, I think we're supposed to write songs for the church. And we began figuring that out and writing together. And then that's where our first two albums we actually wrote in Fresno at that little church. A lot of them kind of figuring out on those acoustic nights, Thursday nights, um, you know, experimenting with all these songs and having all this spontaneous moments and stuff like that. But there was plenty of weird moments. Oh, plenty of weird moments. Well, I feel like the 15 people that came were so gracious and they were, a lot of them were up for it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm so thankful for that time now. You know, like you said, it was kind of, it was a lot. It was draining um, after like a year or two of doing this where we were leading so often, but at the same time, it really made us hunger for more. And yeah. it made that desire in our heart really grow to see God do something really real. And when you're seeing people week in and week out and know what's going on in their life, you definitely can see how God's moving like actively in your community. Mm-hmm. And you can see like oh, wow. how people are changing, how we're changing. Um, and it really pushed us outside of, our comfort zone. I think even now something that we fight is we could go lead almost the same set every time we lead because we're leading in different places yeah. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, we lead here at our local church of Jesus culture, actually usually about once a month too. So that's been really, we, that's something that we really love. But um, with, with leading on the road, we could dial in our set and, and make it awesome and just really repeat that same thing in those same moments over and over again and when you're in the local church and you're with even this 15 people you know you can't do that like it's a it's a good kind of stretching that it applies pressure on you and i think we really we started to ride out of that place because we're like there's more that we haven't experienced of god there's more that you're saying Mm -hmm. help us put language to that help us to be able to bring other people into that what we're experiencing um so that was like actually a really precious time to us. Yeah. Now at the time, it was tr- it was totally like the Bible says, like do not despise the day of small beginnings, because mm-hmm. what God prepared in us during that time equipped yeah. us for later on. And uh, but it was really, I mean, easier said than done. Like in the moment, how discouraging is that when fifteen people come and yeah. you're like, yeah, hey, we're gonna put our best, our our heart fully into this and be excellent. But yeah, I'm a little bummed. There's only a few people here and. Yeah. You know, it can be almost awkward as a worship leader with so few people, you know, especially if there's like yeah. a stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was a good, it was a really good, yeah. sweet time in our life. We were there for what, three and a half years? Three and a half years. I remember one of, one of those Thursday nights, it, we were just talking about this a little, a little while ago. I can't remember with who, but there's a song on our first album called Lover of Your Presence. And it, that song fully came out of a spontaneous Thursday night acoustic thing. We were just like going for it and katie sang out like 90 percent of that song in the moment wow. and it's a very simple song it, yeah it's not, there's not a ton <laughs> but, to it but it but she just sang it out in all the the same melodies and most of the words that you yeah. hear on the record and it, for us we were like well that was a cool moment and didn't think didn't think about it again and then a couple of days later there was a guy at the church that had like video was videoing it and sent it to us before like instagram or anything yeah so he just had the video on his phone and sent it to us pixelated and everything Uh, (laughs) mostly you can just hear him belting worshiping just like worshiping (laughs) slightly off pitch (laughs) but but you had the heart though the worship yeah we had worship art and 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 we were like oh actually that's kind of i kind of like that maybe that's a song you know and so it was you know one it really began like that a lot of it and but brian like he was saying i knew that he was an amazing songwriter when we very first really met i mean he just had a really a gift with words he had a gift with um just seeing things a little bit differently and like he was saying i think he was discouraged at first because he was like no idea is a new idea nobody hasn't you know every song has been sung into a song and crafted into a worship song and we talk about this so much as worship leaders. And like he was saying, even in like different Q and A's or, or conversations we have with other worship leaders or songwriters that it's so not about saying something that's never been sung or said before, but it's just about the timing. And that's the mm-hmm. prophetic oh, piece yeah. of it. Amen. And um, I find at least even for me, like we were, we started talking a little bit earlier on this with you guys about Defender, mm-hmm. uh, the song that I sang, it was actually, it's the only song that I've ever recorded that, that we didn't write. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. that song for me was a perfect example of that. And they are, it is really fresh. And a lot of the wording hasn't really been said in the way that it is said on that song before, but there are pieces that I've heard before. There's a lot of it that I've heard or even melodies or 
chords <laughs> as a worship leader, right? How many chords we've used a sample uh, before. <laughs> it's not all new to the game, but for me, it was a perfect example of something that was in time for me. When I heard that song, yeah. I needed it, and it was prophetic in, in nature to me because it was it was exactly what God wanted to say and how he wanted to use totally. um, something I'd heard a million times in a fresh way in my life. And that's what we're kind of trying to do as worship leaders, as songwriters. It could be something that we've said or sung a million times, but when we say it is equally as important or probably more yeah. important. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. so trying to stay in tune with that Holy Spirit listening as we're writing and as we're leading, you know, you know, even that we're talking to worship leaders right now, like, you know, when there's an amazing song that you love that actually has all the right elements, and all the right pieces and you do it and it's just not the right time or place. For it. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. There's nothing more obvious than yeah. that. You know? and so, but Brian had such a gift for writing already. I could see that. And I had actually never written Thank a you. song. So sweet. Oh, <laughs> I had never written a song before me and Brian started writing together. So wow. I didn't even consider myself a songwriter whatsoever. And I've, but she's incredible. Well, I've definitely grown over the years now, I hope, but um, she's incredible. it's something that I realized I love to do too, which has mm -hmm. been really cool. So we love to write together and, but yeah, that, those beginning days, um, our whole first record called Here on Earth, we wrote those all in our church and yeah. really to just use the platform that God gave us to teach and to, you know, live and to worship and to just bring people into an experience and encounter that we had been having personally, bring our congregation into that. And yeah. um, that's kind of what the original intention was for. Yeah. And obviously God has... It brought it out further than our local church there, so that's been really miraculous for us. But what was I it like? Off, didn't I? <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> I, I have a question actually. So, what was it like, like in this world of Instagram? Yeah, where we're always where we're always living in comparison of everything else <laughs> that we see going on. Like, yeah, you know, crazy. someone could look at my church and what I get to do in production and be like, oh, yeah. I wish I was doing. You know, like, what was it like though, being back in those moments? Like, I. I I'm sure we say, oh, it was a beautiful, sweet moments in God. But there had to have been like, okay, God, is there not more than this? Like, oh, what yeah. is it like? Like, whether you want to use the word frustration or what, like, what got you through the waiting for what was next and being faithful in the moment? That's really good. That is a good question. I, I will just say, like, part of my story, like Brian mentioned, we met at the worship school at Bethel Church in 2006. I actually ended up moving up there for about three years afterward and got to lead at the church and did the school of ministry that they have there. And I mean, the most life-changing, powerful, incredible times of worship that I had ever had up until that point. And then actually when I, when we became worship pastors in Fresno, that's a place that, that's the place that I came from. I'm from that city. So it actually felt truthfully, if I'm being like vulnerable, it, it felt sort of like I was going backwards, even going back there in the first place. Mm -hmm. And it felt kind of frustrating for me. Like you said, it, frustrating, humbling. Um, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't something that I ever planned to do. And so it definitely took a lot of <laughs> conversations with the Lord about like, what's our purpose here? Like, why did you lead us back here? And how are you going to use this? Because during the time that I was away, I mean, like we've all had, I mean, like hopefully a lot of us have had, and a lot of the listeners had, had a lot of prophetic words, had a lot of visions, even for myself from the Lord of what he wanted to do and what, how he wanted to use me in these big, grand, you know, beautiful things. And even some of the stuff that we're doing now, I feel like I had people speaking that over me. So when we went back there to lead worship every week for 15 people, who it challenged those words. It challenged that, um, mm. that, that word that God had given. And I was like, how are you going to use this? Or this feels like I'm actually going backwards. Mm -hmm. So it, it took, it was, there was some up and down moments. I mean, we really had to pursue, like, even for ourselves, just staying in like in yeah. a connection with the Holy spirit during that time. Cause there was, it was not all glamorous. Like now we look back and see how God used it, but it was frustrating we even joke life. about like, I mean, there were these people that came to these Thursday night service specifically, there was a lot of people that were just there because they were very lonely. You know, they weren't necessarily yeah. hungry. <laughs> they didn't <laughs> yeah, know they right, were hungry. Right. They were hungry. Uh, some yeah. But, um, yeah. you know, we're, a lot of them were just, they were lonely. They lived alone. A lot of single, like older people and that kind of stuff. And I, now of course I can see like how God was like, Hey, watch me use this. Something yeah. that you would totally discount as like, 
hey, put the new guy in, put the person that just, you know, nothing's yeah. going to happen on these services. And then to see how God used those during our time there. But not everyone was like amazing either. Like not every yeah. service oh, yeah. was like, whoo, yeah. time of just like powerful worship. There was plenty of times we walked off just being like, that was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> and we were pretty, yeah, totally. We were, oh, we were pretty young when we got married. Like I had just turned 24. Katie was about to turn 21. Very young. And so we're also, young. we just needed to, <laughs> we needed to learn. And honestly, we just needed the time, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. And in the moment as like a person in your early 20s, that's like a hard it's an awkward thing. Time it's life. an awkward time in life. You're <laughs> trying to figure out what, like who you are, what you're supposed to be doing, yeah. newly married and um, leading people that are like 95% of the people we were leading were older than us, you know, in yeah. like mm-hmm. at, that we were pastoring on our worship team that we're supposed to be, you know, the ones that are leading, not just like doing the schedules, but like having the worship team home group at our house and being like, all of you have more experience than us for the most part, mm-hmm. like in the term, in terms of like local church, even though we had both it was been very leading. Humbling, yeah. yeah. And, and I think it re- we needed it to learn how to, to lead, how to follow the spirit, how to kind of grow the anointing that we did feel on our life that we felt like to some capacity we were supposed to be doing this and to learn how to write. And, and we, you know, we had, a, you know, for those three and a half years towards the end, we were traveling a little bit more and we had a bigger team, so we didn't have to lead all the time. But for the first few years, we were leading a ton. And looking back, that served us really, really well um, yeah. to just gain experience, learning how to trust each other as we're leading, learning to follow the Lord when there's no pressure, no cameras and no, you know, all those kinds of things. There's like, I, for, for younger people that are coming up in big churches that are streaming, that are all that kind of things, like I, that's hard. That's yeah. like, I feel bad for them a little bit because they're, they do have a bigger platform and I feel like some of them, yeah, absolutely. They're ready for that. But I looking back really value the time of being able to feel totally fine making mistakes. And the yeah. only people that are going to see that are, the people that were in that room and they're going to forget about it. It's not going to live on yeah. the internet somewhere. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to be, it's not going to get up on the, you know, all the different Instagram memes. It's like, yeah. and so, yeah, absolutely. So all that I think now we see that that was such a gift to us, that yeah. time to be able to be hidden. I think we all really like being hidden by the Lord for a time is actually such a precious gift that I think we we can't see in the moment. We always see in yeah. hindsight, of course, that it was a gift. In the moment, yeah. it's just frustrating. Yeah. But um, I see it sometimes. Like it's almost like I, I was in a season for like three and a half years where like every day the conversation into work was, "Lord, I don't understand." Yeah. yeah. Like, but what the Lord convicted me of is the Holy Spirit was like, "Jeremy, your head is so in the future. You're not leading mm-hmm. well in the moment." Mm-hmm. Wow. So how? Mm-hmm. And he was just like, Jeremy, how in the world am I going to lead you to something bigger if you can't lead well with what I've given you now? Yeah, absolutely. And so I just like dug into like, okay, this isn't where I think I'm headed. Like, I think God's got something else, but like, I'm just going to learn to be super faithful in this, Mm -hmm. even though I was frustrated and there were some dark days in there. I'm like, I'm going to love my team. I'm going to do this. I'm going to become as good at my craft as I can so that when God brings me to the next step, like... I'm going to be ready for what this next thing was. You know, yeah. what I mean? it's like this, mm-hmm. this training ground that the Lord keeps you on. So, yeah, we, we talk about it all the time with, with our team and with just different people. It is like, it's all the little choices mm-hmm. and we don't make, we don't get every single one right for sure. Yeah. You know, but I think there is, it is over the time in, in those seasons that feel hard. It is like, okay, it's the daily choices to, to figure out what you can be grateful for, to have gratitude, to, to, to worship through those moments, to all those things. It's all those little choices that I think really set you up to step into whatever God has next. But it is exactly what you're saying. It's, it's like, it is something about having vision for the future, but still living in the moment. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I I think you'll never be satisfied too. I think that's the myth that we all, there's like this underlying thing. If I could just get to the next phase if i could get just to the next thing i'll be happy and i'll feel satisfied fulfilled Mm -hmm. and i'll feel valued and recognized and finally be in my purpose and it's not real all of that's an illusion so (laughs) i mean there's of course there's different seasons of like where you see breakthrough in your life but yeah that is a 
that's a mirage. Nobody really mm. has that. And mm. um, I think even as a young worship leader, we saw, we you have so much vision, you have so much, especially in the prophetic kind of culture and that kind of stuff that you're, like you said, it's just so easy to live for the next thing and not be able to fully celebrate and fully bloom and live in excellence and, and live the best of your ability with what you have right now where you're at. Um, when you're de- always desiring, oh, I, saw- <laughs> I have a dog in my lap. Okay, no, that, no, 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 that's no. amazing. I'm sorry, guys. I'm no worries, man. That could easily be happening at my house. Oh, 100%. That could be happening at Brian's house. <laughs> well, Big Tasty, another good one. Another, another good, good one. one for the, that for was the a blast. That was a blast. They're very funny. Yeah. Oh, very, very funny. Man. So, well, guys, we are just so thankful for y'all, the Worship Leader Props Nation. Don't forget. Uh, you can sign up for our coaching network. Uh, if you're listening to this today, that means that today at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, uh, you can be part of our free coaching network that is going to be led by Mr. Scott Longyear, myself, and Big Tasty himself, Brian Tabor. And uh, we've got some fantastic coaches from all over the country that you're going to get split up with. And so, yeah, it's just going to be super awesome. Don't forget to like and share the podcast, uh, five-star reviews only, or else Scott is going to come find you. And so, guys, we are just thankful for you, the Worship Leader Probs Nation. And until next time, see ya! Deuces! Arrivederci!